It's time for another Pinball Profile. I'm your host, Jeff Teols. You can find our group on Facebook. We're also on Twitter, at Pinball Profile. Email us, pinballprofile at gmail.com, and please subscribe on your favorite podcatcher. We go to Portland, Oregon right now, where the Prime Minister of Australia lives. Yes, Colin Urban has dominated this past summer at the Brisbane Masters, and he joins us right now. Hey, Colin, how are you? I'm doing well. What a summer you had. My goodness, you've propelled yourself to number eight in the world, thanks in part to a family trip to Australia. What happened on that trip? Uh, well, besides uh, lots of hiking and uh, snorkeling, it was a pretty big tournament out in Brisbane, uh, and uh, I did much better than I thought. How many first places did you have? I got six firsts. Six out of, what, ten? Yeah, I played in ten tournaments. And then Escher won a couple too, right? Yeah, I think he won three, I think, or four. Yeah, something crazy. <laughs> if there's one thing I've learned all across the world, everybody loves Americans. So <laughs> I assume they love that you came there and took all their whoppers. Yeah, you know, I'm sure they expected to get a few more out of it. But uh, yeah, it was a super friendly bunch, so it was all right. Oh, this just in. Next year, they're changing the Brisbane Masters to 21 or older. Oh, I wonder why. It's a little odd. But no, actually, I think the drinking age is 18 there, isn't it? It is 18, yeah. So I would be clear to go next year if I, <laughs> if I chose. Escher will have to wait, maybe get a fake mustache or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they might be on to him. But let's talk about that. So 10 different tournaments and quite a variety to it, Brisbane Masters. What would you play? Well, it uh, started out with a uh, pump and dump tournament on Friday. And then Saturday was two classics tournaments. One was a match play. One was a frenzy. I didn't play in the frenzy because would have been ending at about one in the morning. Uh, and Sunday was a fair strikes tournament. And then during that, that week was all the weeklies they normally have just for the locals. But since tons of people from the country flew out there and some, some people from overseas, they had about 80 to 100 players for normal tournament that should hold around 40 or 50 people uh, which was crazy and those formats were more match play or more pump and dump and the weekend was uh, a big warm-up event and then the masters was on saturday and sunday which was like a mini pinberg is super fun i guess with all that variety you are now an expert is there one you prefer over another uh i'm not sure i i like all different kinds of formats i think in match play it's fun to play with different people but it's also nice to to get a break and, and just do pump and dump and and play your best and then of course, of course the finals is is head-to-head or, or match play so uh, i'm a fan of all the formats well match play i think we first saw you at least a lot of people outside of portland really wondered who this colin is when you won city champ back in december of 2017 so that was a big match play format yeah yeah that was yeah, and then ever since i've played and played in more so yeah, I, uh, I I like the social aspect for sure. And isn't part of this whole trip the reason you and your family went to Australia was, well, you were going there anyway, but you actually didn't get into Pinburg. Yeah, that's right. It was the first year, I think in five years maybe, that we didn't get in. And it was unfortunate, but luckily Masters was just not only part of the circuit, but just the whole series of events beforehand was just awesome. So you can get into City Champ when they had 75 people, but they have 1,000 people in Pinburg and you can't make that one? Apparently. <laughs> F5, my friend. F5. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, I, uh, I'm not really sure what happened. Just, just didn't get in. Doesn't matter. It obviously worked out very well. And a nice family trip. And your family even played some pinball, too, while they were there. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think they enjoyed it too. They didn't, they didn't just uh, sit around and and watch. They they took part and had fun too. So it was all it's all good. Well, what is it like there in Brisbane? You talked about their regular leagues, and obviously it stepped up for the Brisbane Masters. But you got a chance to play with a lot of these players. They're really avid and passionate about pinball. It's one of the biggest growing areas. Yeah, well, uh, they were telling me that even just two or three years ago, there was very little pinball, and the community was super, super small. But just recently, it's gotten a lot bigger, and there's so many great locations to play at with tons of really quality games. And, and yeah, the community is super supportive. There's tons of people. There's some great players uh, out there, and it was a really good time. You got to see Jimmy Nails, who helped put all this together. He's a great guy. Yeah, Jimmy's great, super nice, and... uh it's really crazy how him and Jason Lampert put the whole entire tournament together. Just the amount of work and, and planning that must have taken is just phenomenal. And so, yeah, it was really great to meet him and, and take part of the, the whole event. Well, I know when I was talking to Johannes Ostermeyer, another one of your fellow top 10 IFPAers, and another young guy like yourself, too, and he was telling me about the pre-Olympics that they had in Germany and what a big event that was in June with several days as well, similar to Brisbane Masters. I wonder if this is going to be the future of pinball, where they kind of put 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 into a, crammed into, I don't know, 7 days or so, just to kind of see what kind of turnout they'll get. I imagine it's draining on you, but it's also pretty fun, too. Yeah, yeah, it is fun, but uh, after the after the third or fourth day, it was it definitely took a toll. But yeah, I do hope to see more events like this in the U.S. You know, the U.S. has so many great players and so many great locations and opportunities. It could easily happen. I could see it happening in Pittsburgh for sure, but I definitely can see it in the Northwest there. Oregon, I've never been, but I hear it's just a huge hotbed. We know what Seattle's like. What's it like there in the Northwest? Uh, it's very rainy, but uh, the pinball scene's great. But there's tons and tons of players and leagues and locations. Yeah, yeah. Even Portland has grown dramatically, the whole pinball scene in the past two years. Just the amount of locations, amount of players, amount of amount of everything, really. It's, it's really, really awesome to see. I'm not surprised that you did very well because I've played with you. In fact, we played at the Stern Pro Circuit. You and I, we got knocked out of the first round together, didn't we? We did, yep. Same group. We got stuck on, I think we had to play Cheetah twice, big game once, and maybe we got a game on Stars or Ollie or something like that. But it wasn't exactly the games you wanted to play, but you also didn't have a choice, which was weird. Yeah, yeah. I was, what, 10th seed out of 40 people. And so really the people that were the very bottom of the group should have been playing those games and the or I should have been picking some of the more modern games but that's just the way the format panned out and luckily they're changing it for next year well they are making a big change they're going back to what it originally was the top 20 and a strict ladder format now I understand why they're doing this it was unfortunate that they dropped kind of mid-season after a couple events to decide to go down to 20 but I also understand why they're doing it and the one big reason I liked the change was I thought someone like yourself, who I played with, you were 10th. You were ahead of 30 people and you never got to pick a game. There was no advantage for you and you were out in the first round. So I thought with 40 people, probably the top 16 should get a buy, maybe the top four getting two buys, kind of like what they do in Pinburg. I guess it would just take too long, but I thought, you know, you finishing 10th, you probably deserved a little more. You were at the same playing field as everyone else, other than you got to pick games, which you didn't even get to do. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely definitely a bummer. But I think with the new format, it definitely, it does value the people who have played in a ton of events and who have placed very high in, in lots of events. 
fight, you still have to perform. It doesn't matter if you're top seed. You still have to win or do well in three games. And coming in cold like that can be hard. So having an advantage is of being a top seed isn't always the best. So somebody that's ranked 14th or 15th could easily win it if they play well and they're, and they're warm all throughout the event. So it's super interesting. Yeah, the higher up you are, the less opponents you have to beat to win the Grand Championship Prize, which is a great stern pinball machine. But, as you said, we think of Daniele, who was 20th a few years ago, ran the gauntlet and won it all. So he was kind of hot. He was warmed up, whereas other people kind of came in cold. So, yeah, it's going to be an interesting dynamic to see what happens. But I know you're a big fan. And you talked about players that do well. You've already done well. In fact, you won the first Stern Pro Circuit event this year. You won Indisc earlier back in January and now Brisbane Masters. So you've got to be looking pretty good for the Stern Pro Circuit. Yeah, we'll see what happens after the Pinburg results all get posted, but I'll see how I do after Northwest and maybe a, maybe another event, maybe Expo. But if I'm high enough in the ladder, I'd definitely like to go. You mentioned Northwest Pinball Championships. That's happening the first weekend in September. You're going to be at that and maybe make it three Stern Pro Circuit event wins. That'd be pretty impressive. Have you been to that tournament before? Yeah, I was there last year and got third. I think was there one previous year, and it's yeah, it's definitely a it's a super solid tournament. It's just it's a pump and dump or old pop a pump and dump, I guess, and a couple classics tournaments and the high stakes. So it's it's a small amount of time, only two days compared to the ten days that was the whole Brisbane Masters. But but yeah, I'm looking forward to it and a pretty pretty tough competition too. Oh yeah, lots of great competition out there too. You mentioned the old pop a ticket format. I always say the best players shine when it comes to the pop-it ticket format because you really have to perform on a consistent basis. Is that a format you like? Uh, well, it worked worked for me last year at the event, and uh, I'm hoping this year it'll be the same. But yeah, I, I do like that. Uh, as long as there's four or five games that are playing fair and, and that I feel comfortable on, I should be okay. I always wonder, when I talk to someone like yourself, I think of great players like Escher Lefkoff, Danny Peck in New Zealand, Alexander Kazmarchuk, all these great young players. And I always wonder, in this case with you, what was it that drew you to pinball when video games are certainly more prominent for people of your age? Uh, well, my dad took me to first arcade when I was like three or four. And then he started getting into it and got a couple games, and I started getting more into it. And then my first tournament was... I think 2013, and that's when I really, really dug into it and the whole competitive scene, and uh, here I am now. You're now a senior in high school. Do some of your other friends enjoy pinball like you do? Uh, they don't, even though <laughs> Portland is the the biggest city for pinball. It's uh, I think I'm the only one, so it's yeah, it's it's fine though. You know, I enjoy the other players around Portland, so it's uh, it's always a fun time. So when you went back to school this week and you talked about having a good time in Australia, no one cared at all about your wins in pinball, right? It was just, oh, yeah, well, tell us about the, the hiking and everything else. Yeah, it was basically just, you know, where'd you go? Australia. I'm like, and then that was pretty much it. Um, you know, it's not, <laughs> con- conversations in high school aren't as deep as some would think. Well, you've only got one more year in high school. Then what's it going to be for you? College, university? Yeah, yeah, university, uh, somewhere on the west west coast. Still not exactly sure, but uh, I'm working on it. What do you want to do when you go into university? What's your career path? What would you like to get into? Would it be pinball, maybe? Uh, pinball is definitely something I've been thinking about, and just something design in general, or I'm actually pretty into uh, marketing and business and stuff. But yeah, something that I can get my hands on and 
and uh, just kind of design and stuff. Have you done any designs before? Have you gone on the computer and maybe created anything or no? Uh, not too much. Uh, I've had ideas, but it really doesn't matter too much until it's actually been done and created. So, Well, you know I wish you the best of luck. You're a great young man. You're an amazing player, and I hope you do well in school and get into the pinball field if that's where you want to go. And maybe just take it easy on some of those Australians, all right? They're going to be looking out for you. Yeah, I will. <laughs> Thanks. Colin, a pleasure to talk to you, buddy. All the best. Thanks. You too. This has been your Pinball Profile. You can find our group on Facebook. We're also on Twitter at Pinball Profile. Email us pinballprofile at gmail.com. And please subscribe on your favorite podcatcher. You're talking to the young kids. I'm old man Jeff Teolis. Jeff Teolis.